uh, it's going down with the world, what you saying? Season 3 in the game, we ain't playing Legends in the making, representing for the culture Speaking all facts to your sons and your daughters You heard me? Give me some of that tea I've been waiting all day, I've been wanting to say We alive, PC, just keeping the G If you wanna join the show, just come and see Your live with Kiss Calhoun and the drone in the mix Can't forget sideburns, blazing up these hits Too strong in the game, this never gonna change We keep it straight real, so you know we the same tune in every week on a Wednesday What's up, this your girl, Kiss Calhoun, you're me, and we back for another episode of What's the Word, episode 56, you already know, and I'm being joined by the legendary host, the one, the Mr. Dijon. What is good, my babies? Of course, it's your fave, Dijon, and we are back, back, back for another episode of What's the Word, let's get it. You're me. <laughs> shake, shake. Hey, I like our fucking theme song every time. It gets to you every time. Yeah, it really do. It like get you hype, like super hype. You could be sitting here like dog ass tired, bitch. And be on the shake. Fucking song, come on. Catch you a little shake. It's a shakedown. in the world. Wednesday shakedown here. Yeah, what's the word? Period. Period. <laughs> so today's episode, we're gonna bust them to uh-uh, the white you should, meat. You should uh, dub it uh, Wednesday Wiggles. Ooh, oh. <laughs> it's Wednesday Wiggles Oh, what's the word, Jamie? And today we're going to bust them to the white meat When we talk about um, When we discuss our views on black parenting Parenting Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd be making up some words on this fucking show <laughs> the, What's the word? Parenting, bitch <laughs> Parenting Um the stereotypes of black parenting look at me about to say it again do you believe black parents pass on generational poverty and what's your take on how black parents communicate with their kids do you believe millennial views of both the generational poverty and the way we communicate with our children um do you think that the black millennial views have changed because of the things that we went through of course you know we have a word of advice we're going to talk about um the viral tiktoks uh tiktok is very uh influential in a sense where a lot of controversial uh commentary pops up and bring questions to like stuff that need to be answered so we're going to talk about uh, give a little advice to people especially our gay men out there that feel a little intimidated when getting their hair cut and just sharing a piece when it comes down to feeling feeling away when they're going to barbershops um 
Of course, we're gonna have we got the messy tea with the TMZ from the shade. I had to switch it up a little bit. Uh, we're gonna do a, a Grammy recap. You know what I mean? We're gonna talk about all the black excellence that was going down. People, Beyonce, uh, 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 Meg Thee Stallion, all the people who was winning awards left or right for their stuff and their accolades. Um, we're gonna talk about Drew Brees finally. Retiring thank from Lord. thank the Lord because we could have had three more fucking rings, but <laughs> by now, and uh, TD uh, Nita said boycott her music till she get her master's so they cut that check. You hear me? And J Lo and A Rod says it's not over yet. Look like they might be going uh, T.I. Iyala to fix their life. <laughs> and Kurt Franklin issues an apology after his son posted their explicit conversation online. Rich the Kid was arrested for gun possession at LAX. And Cheryl Underwood gave us the tea about her speaking out with the exchange she had with um, Sharon Osbourne. So without further ado, let's get into it. You mean? So... Do you believe that black parents pass on generational poverty? Um, I, I think for the most part, we have, we have gotten out to, for the, I wouldn't even say majority of us, because there ain't everybody that, you know, could teach their children how to manage money and, you know, shouldn't. A lot of our ancestors ain't all dead, you know what I'm saying? Some of them still alive, so they, they do tend to pass on those um, viewpoints or whatnot, but I don't think uh, majority parents pass on those generational wealth. I mean, d- generational uh, poverty. I think when you're born into poverty, you don't necessarily say one day, you wake up one day and was like, bitch, today I won't be broke and live in the projects. <laughs> right. I think for the most part, we didn't have a chance to reconstruct ourselves as humans, as black people in general. We, every time we tried to reconstruct ourselves, something was put in a way to block us from doing what we needed to do as individuals, whether it was racism, where it was prejudice, anything, like it's prevented us. Of course, we ended up getting into the whole crack epidemics and the drugs and all the shit that was going down with that. So that was another deterrent on why a lot of generational things, in a sense, you seeing it now, you saying it is a, a generational thing. But if you look at it, that was how the way of life was back in those times. Fuck, I'm, you could go ask your mom and daddy right now how much shit was cheaper back in the day. But it was harder to keep it and maintain it. I could speak for myself that even though generational poverty was around, my family tend to teach, was was teaching us not to be in following those footsteps and stuff. Because if you look at it, all of us had to come from the hood, the ghetto. I was going to uh, say, I was going to you know, say the exact getting same in, thing. A, if it wouldn't have been for Katrina, a lot of us would have still been stuck mm-hmm. where we were at. But for the most part, I feel like it's just earthly things that was going on that was help that was preventing us from getting to where we needed to be as people. And um, now, now you could look at it now and see that we're not passing that down because you you got people that's actually in celebrities trying to teach the non you know people how to do it, whether it's 
open up business. You know how many people from this pandemic got fucking t-shirt printing uh, shit, selling plates and doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, somebody posed a question to me and they asked, I wonder if once all of the COVID stuff is gone and once we get to some kind of normalcy, will people keep that up? Like people keep these businesses up that they didn't started and keep it running. I hope they I do. I believe they will. Because that is will. generational uh, wealth. If anything, you want to pass that down. I think for the most part for our community, it was just a lot of shit that happened that put us in those places. Because speaking for myself, I never had to grow up in a project. I don't know what a project is. I don't know a lot of black Ebonics, but... I grew up in the hood, east side, all day. I mean, miss you. You grew up around that area. That's, ask about the east. Ask about the east and what people going to tell you about it. So, in a way, even though we didn't grow up in a project, we grew up in a area that was still broken and poverty-stricken. But to us... We grew up in it, and now look at us. We got us a podcast. We got a YouTube channel coming out soon. And it's like our parents. We have, degree, we have degrees. We the, have career. Uh, I don't know how you I miss all that. I guess because COVID got us at home a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, we got degrees. I'm thinking about going back to school because now that they stand there wiping um, shit away, might as well go start a, new <laughs> start a new all over again. But, you know, like, I think for the most part, and I think statistically they want to look at the views of us being in poverty. But what I was reading, and this is why I was coming up with the question, because, you know, I got to read and do my research. I was reading that that statistically they wanted to say black people were impoverished, but to the most people that was on welfare back in the day were white women because their divorce rate and their household was an all-time high in the time y'all was trying to propagandize the black woman as being just oh on like, where for like on the welfare. welfare they were living in the projects yeah most, people, most of them people white was people white people and then when the we projects. started that's when they moved out yeah they moved out <coughs> excuse me and um I had to put my Malcolm X uh, glasses on when we were talking about that. <laughs> because, like, people always would like to call that out. It, that was a part of the propaganda piece to keep us where we where we at, at right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the reason why we couldn't get up into... Because it was... On this show, I named this show What's the Word? Because words hold way more weight than... Seeing it in it, why you think t- statistics are that? That's words on a piece of paper that identify a group of people, you know what I'm saying? So, these people, our people, are being identified based on people doing studies and searches on what we do and what we don't do, and it's affected it affected us through propaganda piece for us to not to get ahead because they wanted our the imagery. And I gotta, I gotta stop saying they because it's no one person. Mm-hmm. It was a, a plethora mm-hmm. which, of people right. controlling this and basically using race as chess pieces on the chessboard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what? And I look, I look at it two ways. I look at it that you know, just like you said, you know, you were put into certain situations to where you know, it was basically you just really had no choice, but. I would also have to look at it too is where you know how we said that you know 
even though we are put in these type of situations we find some ways to get out of it and i feel like some people they stay in these situations so that's how exactly. i feel is being taught because you have the most people i believe I firmly believe everybody has that chance to get out of the situations that they're in. When it's fourteen hundred drop, you. I will be out of the profit. <laughs> it's up to you if you either want to get out of that situation, make better for you and your families, or if you want to stay in that situation. Right, and some people like to. That's that comfort zone, knowing that the government going bitch, I ain't gonna fuck up my welfare check and shit like that because the government making sure I'm straight. So. In a way, we teach our children to stay in the projects. In a way, and now, Cyburns, if you're listening, now I can apologize about what Jay-Z really meant about not being in a project. Because, you know, everything Jay-Z say, I'm going to be combative about it because I'm going to be like, bitch, shut up. (laughs) Like, I hate when people, our human race, give celebrities a pedestal. And put them on pedestals like their word is law and look what he said and this is what we should be going by. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Ultimately, you don't need nobody to tell you. You should you know that's common sense. Right. But um he said that that, that was the biggest downfall for our people. And it was because I could say, speaking on the fact that never being in it and hearing the stories of what people went through living in it. But also, like I said, it was a safe haven for people who were there because everybody knew each other. Right. And if they got to stay around the people who they love and who they cared about, then so be it. And I don't feel like it's our job to tell people what they should live in and how they should live because to to me living in a house with no windows might be project to me but to them that might be their mansion you know what i'm saying that might be their that that's all they need to be in 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 living life but what what's your take on like how black parents communicate because when we get to the uh T side of things and we talk about the apology of Kurt Franklin and how he is uh, apologizing about the conversation with him and his son like when we talk about how our parents talk about us before the show black parents do have a a very great vocabulary (laughs) when it comes down they do but I just feel like it's, it's, it's passed along because they have their parents that have a certain way of talking to them so it's like when they have children it's just a trickling effect it just it just goes down the line it goes down the line now me and you could attest that that hasn't broken us that hasn't you know put us down that hasn't made us feel less of people if anything to me it has made us stronger individuals to where we could take any fucking thing and be able to defend ourselves and be able to you know uh-huh. if anything know it's that, the bitch. reason why kiss calhoun be cursing <laughs> her ass off if that's the case you know what yeah and because you know what it's like i do i do see where people are saying this is a social worker in me talking mm-hmm. that you know it's a certain way that you should talk to your you know mm-hmm. your children you know you know sometimes you don't always have to take that eh, motherfucker get your ass you know, inside like, sometimes bitch sometimes you should be able to talk to them in a calm manner and this and that and that 
and then i feel like if you need to get to that point then okay then i gotta get gangster on you because mm-hmm. apparently you don't like this nice right. side or this calmness right. that i'm in my tone that i'm giving to mm-hmm. you and so when we heard the if you haven't if you've been living on the rock and haven't uh heard the conversation between kurt franklin and his son what set kurt franklin off when he started cursing is when his son said shut the fuck up right so (laughs) any adult you gotta understand the child was wanting to play child and adult at the same time he was saying shut the fuck up and then post a video about see how he talked to me you're an adult you're an adult but now you won't play child but then you have to think about it too this is also your parents so you should still have the same respect for your parent as if you were still a child and i hate the fact that people try to justify and say, oh, you're an adult and they shouldn't be talking to you and this and like and that. My thing is, you should respect your parents no matter what the whatever was going on right. in your life and this and that. Have that respect, especially if, it hit me out, especially if this person had a lot to do that was in your life. They, they made sure that you had food on the table, you had clothes on your back, somewhere to sleep at night. They raised you. Cause this you should man, have that much this, respect. This man been to fucking TP. Are you with me since the nineties, bitch? <laughs> uh, Kurt Franklin been and ju- you, jumping and diving off a right. fucking stage. And you know what I like that Jamil said. Jamil said you could get. She said something about and now I may not be saying it right, but she said we all used to get cursed out in the name of Jesus. Like right. some of the holiest My people mama in the world <laughs> will, will go, cover me in the blood of motherfucking Jesus, bitch. <laughs> That's all I have to say. We'll go gospel. <laughs> Gospel gangster on you in a minute, In a heartbeat. Especially if you take them to that point. And that any adult, those are trigger words when a person says, shut the fuck up, bitch. You shut the fuck up, bitch. I will break you. I will break my foot off in your ass. I can just imagine if he was, he knew not to say that in front of his daddy face, though. Right. That's why he called. Because that foot would have been up in that damn ace. You know what I mean? If he would have said that in that man's face, we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. Exactly. No, we'll be talking about we'll it. Be it was talking like about it. I'm Nikita Wallace <laughs> and Kurt Franklin broke him to the white meat as he broke his foot off in his ass. This is what's the word evening news. That's how it would have been. Because uh I was about to say my little kid. <laughs> I always baby like, is just, it just <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Franklin is about that life. You hear me? But like I say, communication with your child is very important. How you talk to important. Because how you talk to your children could be passed on how they all talk to their children and how their children gonna talk to them. So if everybody in the fucking if if everybody up in uh, Miss Claudia house getting cursed out. Mm -hmm. I bet you all of Miss Claudia children gonna be cursing out their fucking children. I think there should be a balance. I think there should be a balance. Just like I said, you know, you should you should be able to talk to your child in a calm, calm in a calmness manner. Mm-hmm. But it's like if they want to be Fannie Mae and they're not getting it, <laughs> and they want to go do the opposite of what you told them. All right, now now I gotta break my foot off in your ass because right. now you're being defiant and you're not. 
listening to what right. I'm telling you or what I'm because now you want me to cut you bitch. to do. So you want me to you want me to get up in that stu- age. Like my mama said, you want me to act stupid on you. Right. He should have said like, I'm not one of your little friends on this phone. <laughs> because you, you can disrespect like you me if you want. Sense. I'm trying to talk to you with common sense and like a human being, but now you're doing stupid stuff. So right. now I gotta get crazy on you. Right. Like I was saying, like but how the know, saints you know was what, coming too? from, you know, the saints you know don't. What I, you know what I hate, too? Yeah. That they try to pinpoint this and make it seem like this is only black parents. Right. White I parents, heard some white Asian parents, Spanish parents, they and all they fucking, talk to their you kids know why? fucking crazy. Because they don't understand those fucking languages. That's why they always <laughs> want to come for us. Bitch. The damn Asian parents, they be taking them little small ass brooms and be beating the shit out their children. They, Spanish parents, chocolate. <laughs> taking that fucking slipper and throwing it. I just had to be a black parent and throw a water bottle at my little dog from scratch of the day because she got some feedback in the damn uh, uh, show. But, yeah, like, it's not just one parent, but no. I think we're focusing on because Kurt Franklin is supposed to be uh, of the, you know, he's supposed to be of the Christianity religion. that man is human. Right. He is, but... What we saying is, and if he got to step could, out of his holiness to chastise his grown ass son, then so be it. Well, my if my son would have told me to shut the fuck up, I would have hung up the fucking phone and blocked his ass, and then he <laughs> wouldn't have been able to call me because at this point, and then we would have pulled up, then we would have squared. Then up he would have got that bust him to this fucking white me. At this point, his he gave his son what his son was looking mm-hmm. for. He fed into it. Had he never fed into it, when we go back into the thing. Had he never fed into it, we wouldn't be talking about right, this because we wouldn't know. He would have right. had no because evidence. clearly there's something deeper, deeper that we don't on, know but that's going on. But we that So, um, <laughs> do you believe that, like, the millennial views on both this have changed? Like, I the yes. definitely think because they got some people. I could tell you that it ain't even just a millennial thing. That there are just some people that grew up so rugged and so raw that they don't want their children to mm-hmm. ever even experience. And I don't blame them. I but don't blame also, them at all. do you believe like kind of like hinder the child because sometimes they'll prevent them from hanging around certain people because in their head they think that that child might rub off on them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it all, you know, just because the parent be fucked up and the children be bad and wild, don't mean that that child know better, right. you know what I'm saying? Right, I don't necessarily think that it'll hinder the child, if anything. Right, if anything, it'll bring families closer mm-hmm. to knowing, oh, I know I'll never be wild like Claude or your children. Right, because I, I mean, know... Because that's how people, I looked at it. I know some people that say that they would never raise their children the way that they, they were will raise. raise and i'm one of those people like you know if i ever do decide to have children i don't think i will raise my children well, like you my know mom what, how did you my know? shit was fucked up because how we got punished was like fuck i kind of would raise my child because how how we got punished we never got whoopings we got, we got, no, like, we had to do reading and shit. Like, I think that would be the one thing that I would eliminate, though, the whippings. Like, if I have to really, if, like, if I have to whip you, it'll just be, like, if you just did some right. shit that. I, my mama never had to bust me to the white meat. Like, she made us read. Go read a book. 
for 30 minutes. Go read an hour. That's one thing I can say, too. We've never got senseless whippings. It right. was always, oh, you didn't did something. You didn't did something. <laughs> and I told you about three, four, five, six, and seven times. Or you didn't did something and bust your head and now you're in trouble. Now your head going to be hurting and your ass going to be hurting because <laughs> you about to get your ass hurt. Because you know how some people, they just, just to get beat just because yeah, they like, look at their mama's oh, stupid. Or, or they went out and forgot to come inside on time five seconds late and but no, I can see that because if I told you too many times and you still doing it okay no, on the first try that's what I'm saying oh. I didn't I didn't see my cousin get her ass beat on Damn. the first time like <laughs> she came in there, oh my I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like Sooner, Dora before the you bitch. right before you even get in the door they explain like I didn't see that and I feel like that is somewhere of the generational toxicity because of grandparents is doing it to them and then having that because i feel like i do a little bit of what happened to me to my little siblings just so they could see like y'all did not siblings but my little younger generation in our family because i be wanting them to understand that y'all have it really easy because these older ass elders in the family ain't busting y'all ass to the white meat how they was busting our ass choking us and hemming us and grounding us making us fucking read harry potter books i to this day <laughs> i don't watch a harry potter movie or read a harry potter see baby that's the third new word <laughs> i don't show. read i don't read a harry potter book i don't like harry potter movies None of that, because that's what the fuck I had to read as a punishment for being bad or defiant. I had to fucking read that shit. You know Do what? you know how fucking thick them fucking books is, bitch? Fuck Harry Potter you know one of the, and them fucking little lambs. You know one of the senseless <laughs> punishments I've ever had? What was it? I got my own room. What? That was so stupid. Now that I look back on it, I'm like, so if they anything, gave you your own room. That was your little punishment. If anything, you did me a favor. Right, because I definitely didn't want to be in my own room. <laughs> I mean, I, I've i been begging for it, but thank you for right, speeding it you. up. Thank you. But it, <laughs> <laughs> you got your own room as yeah. a punishment. Because I know I was doing I was doing bad in school. You know what? Because they didn't have a TV in there. So that's probably why oh. they put me in there. But why, they wind up putting Get, a TV in there. And then wind up getting room. you a TV. Got a, my own phone line and everything. So it's like, okay. It was an advantage. Uh-huh. You know? But, hey, and then you ended up with your own. But then eventually you didn't. You ended up having a shower room later on in life again. Yeah. So technically, it was you back. You was back on punishment. <laughs> I hated that. It was like having a damn roommate girl in a dormitory. But um, I definitely think like the gen- the whole generational millennial relationship on how we communicate and talk to our children has changed over the years. Especially like gen- like I told you before the show, like how everybody was talking about uh, Wiz Khalifa and how he kissed his son or something like that and just show affection to his son and then how Boosie was combing his son hair and was like I told you you should have picked that shit out that goes back into like what you were saying if I tell you so much you know if I keep telling you 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 don't do it I gotta give you these kind of vocabularies and words cause now I'm picking your hair out and it's stiff and and you know it needs to be looking better than what it is but um Definitely, yeah, I think it has changed over the years. Yeah, and it, that's why it all boils down to me. I like, I just go back on. It has to be balanced. Like children do need authority, right? 
but not one way or the other. But not military yeah, sailor. No. Sailor Chris. Not that harsh, no. Right, not that harsh. But <laughs> we could go on and on about that topic. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna go on and on about the word of advice. Because they got a lot of people that do feel intimidated on both community sides because they got males that go out and go get their hair cut and they have females that go get their hair cut. I told you they get, come up in there looking like Melka Jamal Warner <laughs> trying to get a line in and they might feel a little away because they coming in a male barbershop. You good. So it says I've seen a few TikToks about gay men who are anxious about going to the barbershop. I hope straight men see how they make everyone's life a living hell. People literally have meltdowns over having to interact with you better this better this is just another way to say uh to this is another way to shit on straight men nobody cares you like men just get your hair cut that's i guess that's what somebody was saying yeah that's what they were saying like they don't care about that and you know what to me from a man a gay man's point of view going into the barbershop um i mean because your barber be plucking with the hair cuts thank you um, now my uncle cuts my hair. He's a barber, but now he's a traveling barber. He used to cut in the shop. Okay. Um, but, but I that's how I be when they get a little celebrity clientele. Now they, now they on a the roll now. Okay. But <laughs> you know what? To thinking back, I don't necessarily think I felt. Well, no, I'll be lying if I said that. I, I do feel like, you know, I did feel intimidated sometimes going into them, especially like the the stuff that they would talk about. Is like, you know, I didn't. That didn't interest me. So mm-hmm. it was like I would be, you know, sitting back, just not saying nothing, you know, and doing my thing, just waiting to get my hair cut. Um, but I don't necessarily feel like, you know, like it, it was, disrespected right. me because my thing is it's a barbershop, you know, it's full of heterosexual men. Right. And they're talking about things that heterosexual heterosexual men talk about. Right. So I don't think that I ever felt uncomfortable because it's like you know if that's what you want to talk about, that's what you that's talk what you're about. talking about. Which I'm I mean, it's the same way. It's the same way if you would have went to a, a beauty salon to get your hair washed and braided, exactly. and it would you would have been getting hearing women talk about men and female right, problems and stuff is, like I that. Even, you wouldn't be. In, I went into into that either. Right. So you would be like. Girl, let right. me hurry up and get out of here because all I came up here is to get my head retwisted. Right. <laughs> but I feel for the most part, like the person says, the post is just really trying to, it's a reach mm-hmm. because not every barbershop is it's that way. A reach. Yeah, you might have those experiences, but those, when we were talking about communication, Early in the show, just a few minutes ago, like it's all about the communication. Right, and most no people don't know, know you gay until you come up in a. Most but of if you come, know. In, most of the people, if you are regular, and they the, know. They know and they respect. Cause they smell a shea butter. They smell the fucking <laughs> glitter and not the bath glitter. and, and body. <laughs> <laughs> not the glitter, no, not the glitter. <laughs> but definitely, you know, they know, and most men respect. You right. as a man. They just won't they, they fucking twenty five dollars for this line they and they're about to get They're gonna talk what they talk about and that's that I can't say this. <laughs> I can't say this. My uncle he cuts my hair and he is like we talk uh, we literally talk about every fucking thing. We talk about stuff that's going on with him, we talk about stuff that's going on with me. Right. He he feels comfortable 
that way and I feel comfortable as well. Right. And I'm not the only gay man that haircut that he gay, cut. Right. He cut other gay men fucking hair. Right. And he sit there and he talk to them as as a fucking man. For the so most time, is, for the most part, that's what the barbershop is used to. Like so if you feel intimidated, time, just talk. just be like, I don't know what it is if y'all don't like me or nothing, but I'm just y'all could talk about whatever y'all want to talk but about. But the thing is it probably don't even be that half of the time. Right. It's just it be this in your it mind. Be you be thinking because when you go in there, you you see, Lord, I'm going around all I of mean, these straight men, and they about to fucking the bitch, talk, they, call the, me all kinds they, of right. They probably say so much things in my head. What they gonna say about me when I walk <laughs> out of here? You thinking about that? So that's the intimidating part because you right. feel like people are talking about you when in. In, in fact, reality, they, they don't even know what you who you are. They not. They don't care. Just like that person, that person that commented, I don't care. Just get your hair cut. Right. I'm getting my hair cut. Right. And like we said, most of the time, nobody knows that the person is gay right. unless they come up in there with fucking RuPaul Drag Race on as theme music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then we'll know. You know what I'm saying? Overall, nobody really cares. Even the same way. Like, because in a beauty salon setting, I want to use for my experience, they had this, for the first time, I never seen a male hairstylist. And so for this, always automatically assume that every male hairstylist is gay. They not. And they not. They be just liking to do some hair lay and slay because they grew up watching their 80s grandmas and, you know, cut hair. I mean, I, I want to say the man that does Beyonce makeup, he's not gay. He's right. married to and, a woman. Yeah, so. they just like doing hair, so it's yeah. the same thing. People, Some women might not feel comfortable going and get their hair uh, done by Trey Kwan because, you know what I'm and saying? And some of them do because some they of them know, know they, that man about to slay the fuck out of her so hair. It's just, the, <laughs> it's just the intimidation and how people think and perceive people. It's their own perceptions of what people think about them. And if you stop caring about how people think about you, your life will be much easier. That's it. That's it And that's again. all. If you think about, uh, you know I can't be repeating stuff when I say <laughs> you just it. just said it. Uh, when you, shit, you see, I didn't fucking lost it. When you think about the things about people talking about you, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. think about you. You, it, you shouldn't. Because when you, the less you think about that, the happier your life will be. That's the best advice we could give you right here on What's the Word. That's the word of advice. And that's on Wiggle Wednesdays. Because <laughs> I forgot I said Mary. I was to say Mary had a little lamb. Uh-uh, but you know, we said we going to say that. That's the, gonna and that's on um, Wiggle Wednesdays. <laughs> but huh, we could talk on and on about this topic. But without further ado, we're about to give you a little recap of the 63rd Grammy Awards with the Messy Tea from the Messy Shade. So, Dijon, go ahead. Yes. Take it away. So, I would have to start off by saying that I did not watch. Um, I've I been don't think nobody. Back. You know what? I've been getting back into Atlanta Housewives. And, and I'm so good. glad <laughs> that I'm getting back because I'm like, girl, these the tea. Oh. So, just to hit you with a little facts. I don't um, think nobody really watched the Grammys. Mm-mm. They said that was the lowest rated Grammys this year. I could believe it. Because so many, too much stuff was on TV at the same time to care about mm-hmm. that. But go ahead. I could believe it. But we just want to hit you with a, a little couple facts um, about what happened that night. So, Beyonce wins a record-breaking 28 Grammy Award. This makes her the most honored singer, male or female, um, and they did 
they did that. Um, they did two announcements during the show. The little recaps that I did see uh, when she won the um, award with Meg Meg the Stallion mm-hmm. for um, Savage. She tied with somebody, but then when she won. I forgot what she won. That's when they say that she had broke the tie. I thought that was talking about. Uh, that's when they announced she had one. When it was talking about. Yeah, uh, when she did. When she did the. When she tied with the person with mm-hmm. the twenty seven. When she won with Meg, but then she won another award with and that Blue made. Ivy. No, yeah, that's what it was. She won an award with Blue Ivy, and that made her break the tie. And now she has the most Grammys for any male. But you know female. what I ain't like. I ain't like, and I know that Beyonce didn't like it either mm-hmm. when they cut. All not the they way, wasn't cut off, they but was they done. was walking yeah. off, and then it was like breaking news. Beyonce just broke, but if she like, did, she, do she not did for life for nobody to steal, nobody to shine. Right, because that's her moment. Just like when Taylor Swift and here go Kanye was still her shine. Now she gotta bring like, the girl I'm, back. I'm tired of, like I'm tired of they doing always it. doing that to Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> like since forever, they they just be like, bitch, I'm gonna stop like these shows, and bitch. she is, and then they gonna be mad at that. Beyonce so, didn't come. <laughs> Speaking of Blue Ivy, Blue Ivy Carter wins her first Grammy for her future on Brown Skin Girls. This uh, makes her, well, this becomes the second child star to do so. Um, I'm who not was sure the first? Who, I'm not oh, sure who the first, say, who was. was the first I had, I didn't look it up, but this makes her the second. Well, if y'all know, let us know because yeah, we don't know who know. the first because we need to, to know who it was. Mm-hmm. But. Taylor Swift wins her third album of the year Grammy, making her the first female artist to do so. Um, Nas wins his first Grammy for best rap album. About King fucking Disease. time. I could have sworn this man had a couple Grammys. No, he never won. He when was I, nominated a couple of when times. I, when I saw that last night, I was like, what the fuck? Like, he was nominated so many times, but never won. Never won. I had to wear my timbles for Nas one time. <laughs> Queensbridge. You know what I mean? So, Tiffany Haddish wins Grammy for Best Comedy Album. She's the first woman since 1986 since to Whippy. win the award. Like you said, Whippy Goldberg was... Uh, the 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 last woman to win that award in '86. So big ups to Tiffany Haddish. She actually found out why they were why filming, filming her show, mm-hmm. and she could not believe it. Like she was so shocked. Yeah, she was. So congratulations. And the kids was Tiffany. like, Yeah, it was like, what? You won. Like <laughs> no, she was she like, was oh, like what? No, what is y'all talking? Because when she was talking to them, they was in her ear. That's why she had to show them. Y'all see this in my ear? They telling me that I won. And they was like, oh, they was She like, could not believe that she they won. They couldn't believe it. She said she wanted to just cry, but she didn't want to scare the mm-hmm. children and randomly cry because they have been like, what like, the fuck you crying for? <laughs> you interviewing us like what we did. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> she won. Shout out to Tiffany. It was I knew she was going to win it because she been in a... She been in a lot of shit just being funny mm-hmm. since her debut on television with the Carmichael show. Because mm-hmm. she had been a comedian for a long time, but then when she got her TV shine, it just took off and skyrocketed. And I think that was well overdue. It but was. to say that she the first and all these other, Monique better not ask me to boycott a motherfucking <laughs> thing else. I'm done with it. I'm not doing no more. She ain't even win the fucking award. So I ain't doing it no more. What Girl. y'all been doing? And you won't fucking talk about boycott fucking Netflix, 
Fuck that. Go back to the, the Grammys. <laughs> so, <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion took home three Grammys, including Best Rap Song, Best Rap Performance, and Best New Artist. She becomes the first female rap artist to win the Best New Artist Award since Lauryn Hill in 1999. And they say Nikki is living. <laughs> Because you know what? That, I have my views on that's that. That's what when that's <laughs> what Wendy, you know, ain't when when Wendy gonna be messy and, and whatnot. But that's what they saying, like Nikki uh kinda uh, really salty around there. You, you think she's salty about that? I don't think she's salty. I don't think I, don't think, I think I think it is what it is. I mean she I won Grammys, but she didn't I think I think the accolade of saying Lauren Hill winning it and then Meg the Stallion the next mm. one and how they kind of always try to put Nikki trying to say she was trying to be like mm-hmm. Lauren Hill. So you never know. She might feel a way because she felt like, fuck, a lot of her shit was, mm-hmm. let's be honest, a lot of Nikki shit is hit, killing it is. Megan stuff, but not to diminish what she got going on. That's just the wave of the music right now. Right. People fucking with it. But if Nikki would have came out of album before pregnancy and all of that stuff, Pretty sure she would have won this. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure she would have won it. Just well, because not of the best new artist, not like, best new artist, but I'm talking about what that is. Oh, best oh, that's rap the that is the best new artist. Rap song. So that is the best new artist award. Yeah, she would have been a new artist. Came out in in twenty what twenty ten. Like that's when she became mainstream uh-huh. when she was signed. To and so money. see that critiquing of trying to say she was being like Lauren Hill and not win it. She could be salty about it, mm-hmm. but in a sense, it's like. Damn, like I feel like she could have won it then, even then, but you know. Right, but you know how the Grammys are. Yeah. But my thing is, I feel like with the Grammys, I look at the Grammys as the Olympics. Like, that, that, that's it's what I look at. Just an honor just to even be nominated, just to go. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that you could be one of the top artists, you could be one of the top athletes. But Thank you may you not do, win. You may not win that gold medal, or you may not win that Grammy, or you may not win a medal or an award at all. But the fact to just even be nominated and to be recognized, you know, for what you did that previous year, or what you did, you know, your whole career is an honor in itself. You know, so my thing is, you can never discredit what Nicki Minaj did. You can never discredit what any other artist did because. Bitch, they was nominated for a Grammy. Right. They could always say that. And they always keep the getting nominations. it. The <laughs> And just not overall, just what it is. It is what it is mm-hmm. with them. They 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 got to where they got because of the work that they did. Right. And that's all it could be. Right. Um, And that's just our uh, 63rd annual um Grammy recap. Yeah, we just want to hit y'all with a little fag. Y'all already know that because if y'all watch it, y'all saw. But those who be listening to the show and be like, I want to see what was the word take about this. (laughs) Let me tell (laughs) y'all, before we get off the Grammy recap, I would like to say the hatred that uh, Meg Thee Stallion is being given because she's winning these awards and how people feel like so many. Like I said, Nicki shit could have been popular. Whoever else could have been popular mm-hmm. look here hit the blunt <laughs> make the stallion been through some shit this year not this year but just Pretty throughout bad. life throughout her career to get to a point where the fuck you win a grammy and a not best new order three three and not just those three but winning something that's in honor of lauren hill a person who only had one motherfucking album and, and won I all that shit? I think she won five that, five that, that night. Year. Mm-hmm. That is a very th- y'all don't understand. That's that's like accomplishing our black uh, accomplishments. Mm-hmm. That's like 
the pupil finally becoming the master in a sense. And she got her first, she got that best new artist because she deserved that shit. You know how many fucking children listen to, not, I don't want to say children because the saints going to come for why the children listening. But kids love Meg Thee Stallion. The songs make their. You got to think about it. She was popular already, not even with an album out. With mixtape, she was popular. And not just that, like the image of seeing a girl educated, that's the yes, imagery. The pop. We keep pointing out what we negatively she want to point out. Did. But this girl was a full-time fucking student. And then and she wasn't just a full-time student. She was actually involved on campus. She was on the dance team. She was an SGA. She and was all kind of shit. Passing. Passing. Look, as long as she got A's and fucking B's, it's cool with fucking me. Y'all be y'all children got C's and fucking D's and be stealing fucking calls out here in the East. Don't fucking tell me y'all got a problem with fucking Meg. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. And that's all I'ma say. Stop worrying about the physicality and the imagery she choosing to sell. She a grown ass woman. That's what the fuck that's paying right now. Sex right, selling. I think, I think her and Cardi B got a lot of scrutiny for the performance that they did. Which I like the performance, by the way. Like, I love a good visual, honey. And I feel like the girls, they did the, they did their thing. Bruno they showing Mars off for the f- and, and Bruno Mars and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Anderson Pack. They did a damn good they, job. They, that is more They gave us a little right vibe now. from the 70s. Yes. Kim, the new millennia is bringing us back. I think that was the only two. Perf- I know I saw somebody else perform. I ain't seen too, nobody but... performers. I just was watching. No, it I watched on it on Instagram. YouTube. No, I was watching people post mm-hmm. <laughs> on Instagram. And another thing, people need to stop saying that me could not dress because I loved her look that night. And baby, you, y'all need to know, y'all need to know fashion, honey, because right. that was couture, honey. Right, and not only that. Fashion. They have stylists. Stylists was like, girl, you wearing this, girl. That was. Uh, I loved what she had on. That orange really complimented her skin. She was just beautiful that night. Like, she was the damn princess of the ball that night. Like Meg said, you hate me because you ain't me. That's all I'm going to say. She was just like, oh, it just was like everything about, like, her attitude was just so genuine. Like, she was so full. Like, she just. Fuck, she was shocked. She fucking won the awards that she won. Literally, when she, when I was watching her speech with the best new, uh, when she, when she accepted the best new artist, I was tearing up when she was tearing up, bitch. And you know, it take a lot for me to start crying. You know why? I, I actually, when I saw the the speech and I, that's one thing that I did see because I I caught it. I was like, because you know, because you know what the girl been through, not personally, but what we know to be true. To lose somebody and then to win an award and them not to see it physically with you when is a whole was different your, feeling. Your number one chili today right. was like, we know you could do it. You know what I'm saying? And she did it. That was the drive for them. Like, she's set for the rest of her life now. She got a Grammy. She ain't got to fucking make another fucking album ever. Three. She got three. <laughs> she ain't got to make nothing else ever. Those, she could take best. a three fucking year, have a baby if she wanted to, and come back, and the shit going to still be pop because she got three fucking Grammys. I think people hate on that success because of what she had to do to get there. Always remember people got to do shit to get where they got to go, to get where they at. So stop judging motherfuckers on what they doing to get where they at if you ain't going to do it. Period. Point blank, period. So uh, Drew Brees finally... Hangs it up, calls it quits. He's retiring, and the kids kind of told us that they was baby. They that told us was that before. So cute. <laughs> 
But this is coming from TMZ Sports. I was about the messy seat. I knew you was. Drew Brees is hanging up his cleats and helmet. The legendary quarterback just announced he's retiring after a storied career. And um, the kids basically helped with the message. It was an Instagram post that they made. The New Orleans Saints quarterback made the announcement Sunday with a video of his four young children telling the camera that, yes, their pops is ready to move on from the NFL. The kids go down in line and recite this after 15 years with the Saints and 20 years in the NFL. Our dad is finally going to retire so he can spend more time with us. All four kids jump up in jubilation and let out some yays, <laughs> which is awesome. You can tell just how excited they are. Drew had some parting words of his own in a touching caption for the who they for the who day, who day? look at me look for, for the correct for the who day. who day he got in this little rihanna <laughs> yeah for the for the who day for the who day faithful for the who he day faithful after 20 years as a player in the after nfl after 20 years as the nfl the player and 15 years as a saint it is time i retire from 15 the game 15 years as a saint <laughs> <laughs> Each day, I pour my heart and soul into being your quarterback. He adds, till the very end, I exhausted myself to give everything I had to the Saints organization, my team, and the great city of New Orleans. New Orleans. Like, uh, can't <laughs> New Orleans. So, um, I mean, you guys can read the rest of this article at TMZ Sports, but <laughs> kudos to Drew. You know, I talked my shit and was like, he need to go ahead and retire. But he gave us our he ring. He really needed to because my thing Bitch. is, Drew did not need to go any longer because for the past two seasons, Drew has been set out for so many games due to injuries. So my thing is, we did not want them to and take him, him out. And then him rushing back, trying to prove yeah. to us, like, bitch, we don't need you to but rush you, back, we bitch. We don't need you to be laying dead on the field. So right. that was, uh, that, that was thank smart. Thank you. Thank Boy, you. Thank you. Kids. Now we can have us three more fucking rings <laughs> with our baby Drew, Tyson Chang. What's his name? Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Tyson. Tyson. Uh, um, and then, you know, um, Jameis, Jameis uh, just signed a one-year uh, contract. <laughs> With okay. the Saints again, so so we got him. We don't, on the but we don't side. know who will be the starting. They better flip the, it up. They better switch it up like they've been doing. I think they should. You because know, instead um, of just starting somebody, right? Just Taysom keep, don't need to start. He don't, cause see, all he want to do is run a fucking baby. Ball, he not about to be no fucking Russell Wilson and fucking <laughs> fuck shit up, bitch. Uh uh-uh. uh. But T Danita said, um, y'all gotta uh boycott her music. She said she fighting for her masters and she's asking fans not to buy or stream her music. So Dijon, take it away, cause this is from the messy T from the messy shame. Alright, so by many of us growing uh girl, look at me again. Fifth custom growing, growing. Grew up listening to Anita Baker. I'm one. On them Sundays, baby. Cleaning up, listening to Anita Baker. The legendary singer asked fans to stop streaming and buying her music. While responding to a fan on Twitter, Baker said, Hello, sweetheart. Thank you for sending me your love. But let's not advertise Spotify streaming, which is a publicly traded company with a $50 million uh, validation, but doesn't pay artists, creators what they're worth. She also went on to say that she has outlived her artist contracts 
and has yet to receive the masters that she alleged legally belonged to her. Uh, she said, miraculously, I have outlived all of my artist contracts that no longer own my name and likeness. And by law, 30 years, uh, 30 year old, I don't know what she was saying. I don't know what she was trying to say here. Um, but basically, she said, unfortunately, they're going to make me fight for it. I'm prepared to do that. Please don't advertise by them. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to, y'all can read the rest of the article on The Messy Shade, of course. But that's crazy, you know, to say that you lived out all of your artist contract right. and still you have, you don't own any of your music. Right, like, bitch, the whole company basically gone, bitch. Stop trying to hold on to me while I'm still living. Let me get my little check and let me enjoy Bitch, you know how much fucking... Bitch, I got two Anita Baker albums up in. And we see why Prince did what he did. Bitch, Prince Before said, Before he bitch, went to his dying bed. I'm about to get my fucking masters, bitch. Now I'm about to check out and leave it to charity, bitch. I wish he would have uh, wrote, what's the word, a little check or something before. We, we, we was long before right. we was, what's the word, but... And then that's full 20 before <laughs> he died. I was kind of lit, so I probably wouldn't even re- realize it. But, uh... No, like, that's that's real fucked up because, like, they still own a piece of her, and that's the best of her. Like, not none of the new stuff that she didn't did. The old shit they re- shit that, that got us money. cleaning up, bitch. You, bitch, give Nita her check so we can go back to cleaning. Because it took me two days to clean my room without fucking playing on Nita Baker, <laughs> bitch. Houses all over the fucking world is about to be <laughs> dirty. Black households all over the fucking world is about to fucking be they dirty. Can't play fucking they can't Anita Baker, play baby. Anita Baker, bitch. Can y'all please hurry up and give this lady her fucking money so we can clean up everywhere? But Auntie Nita says she she prepared to fight, honey, for her music. Period. Period. So J Lo and A Rod, J Rod, that's what I'm gonna call their <laughs> says it's not over yet. They're trying to figure out what they're <laughs> going to do with their relation. So, dear John, take it away. <laughs> I'll cut Fuck you. <laughs> I'm mad that I even brought that up because now your ass is doing it. But this is coming from TMZ. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Alice Rodriguez say reports of their demise as a couple have been greatly exaggerated. Well, maybe just exaggerated because they say they are still fighting to stay together, TMZ has learned. Both JLo and A-Rod tell TMZ all the reports are inaccurate. We are working through some things. We're also told that they're working through has nothing to do with a third party. Sources connected to the couple made it clear to TMZ and other outlets Friday the couple had called off their engagement and broke up. We asked our sources with direct knowledge why we were all told they broke up and we were told things were bad on Friday. As of now, A-Rod still in Miami and J-Lo in the Dominican Republic shooting a movie and it's unclear when they'll be back together. FYI, it's a hop, skip, and a jump from Miami to the DR. There's a lot of, uh, well, there's a lot of stake in their relationship aside from them 
they both have kids that have uh, effectively blended as a big family. So that's got to come into play as they navigate their relationship. They've been together for four years and for most of the time they seem tight to be continued, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Damn. Nothing Hopefully they could get it together yeah. and figure out what they could do with but the, how they uh, saying is but you know what? You know what I hate too? When they try to downplay it and make it seem like nothing happened, but then months later, headlines. Right. Jennifer Lopez and the editor Rodriguez broke up. Broke but up. bitch, you was just saying two months ago Y'all was that y'all was good. Together. <laughs> that's that's so I feel like they're trying to save face. Uh-huh. But I feel like those sources are correct that they called up their fucking engagement and they broke up. Uh-huh. So we'll see if she back with Diddy or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let y'all know. But um, without further ado, here we go. Kurt motherfucking Franklin issues a motherfucking apology after his motherfucking son posted a motherfucking explicit ass motherfucking conversation online. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Damn, bitch. So this I is coming from like, the messy motherfucking shade. You hear me? Oh, so aggressive. <laughs> so thank God. Well, it was Sunday during the time this was reported. So because Saturday was definitely filled with trials and tribulations for Kurt Franklin, recently Kurt's son Karen, and I hope I'm saying that correctly, has been speaking out about his estranged relationship with his father and the rest of his family. The things took a turn when he released a recording of one of their conversations. It is not clear what the entire conversation was about, but in the short clip that Karen Karen posted to his Instagram page, Kurt can be heard using explicit language towards his son based on Kiran's uh, side of the story. He has experienced this type of treatment from Kirk before. Kirk can be heard saying go ahead kiss you go ahead and say that part. What he was, wait hold go on. Go ahead and get that part. That That's mother- right quote. Hold Kirk on, let- can be heard saying. Hold up. Hold up. Let me load it because I didn't load it. I want you to do that knee. <laughs> Oh, ooh, I can see all the bleeps. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Let me say this. Let me say it like this. Oh, hold up. This fucking ad popped up. <laughs> Let me tell you like this. When your bitch ass thought, <laughs> get your skinny motherfucking ass out the way before I put my foot up in your ass. <laughs> before the two begin exchanging words in a heated argument. So, shortly after... Karan's post started making its way around social media. Kurt issued an apology and explained that his relationship with his son has been difficult for many years. And well, he also said the family has been going through therapy to help with the issues. Go ahead and give him the direct quote. Okay, let me go ahead. Hold up. Wait. So this is this the the quote from Kiran? No, is from the this the dad, this Kurt. Wait, what Kurt For many years, for many years, we have a, we've had a toxic relationship with him. As I want a, you to read it like Kurt Franklin. <clears throat> we have, for many years, we have had a motherfucking toxic no! relationship. <laughs> Not like that. You gotta tell me which word. You gotta tell me which. No, read it like how he be talking. Hold on. Like how he just regularly be talking. <laughs> uh. For many years, many years, 
we have had a toxic relationship with him as a family. We tried for many years through counseling and therapy to try to ratify the private uh, family matter, Kurt Franklin said. Recently, my son and I have an agreement that he chose to record. I felt extremely disrespectful in that conversation, and I lost my temper, and I said words that was not appropriate, and I am serially, serious, sincerely, (laughs) sincerely, Sorry to all of you. So why the fuck he had to apologize <laughs> to us for something that he said you to his gotta fucking tell son, me who maybe, he helped bring into this world? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, uh, he felt like he heard our feelings because we felt them curse words. It got a little PT- PTSD for uh, <laughs> a lot of people when they heard that. When I see your words. <laughs> All he had to do was say funky rag dog bitch at the end. I would have <laughs> fell the fuck out. Okay? Well, I mean, now you saying about the, P- the PTSD part, then yeah, it probably could have <laughs> yeah. it could have triggered something, bitch. Like, I thought you wanted me to say the uh, plies version of Kurt. You got to let me know what kind of Kurt no, you bitch, want. No, bitch, I wanted the, the He was like, the, 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 <laughs> he was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious <laughs> show. <laughs> This is hilarious show. But hopefully, like I said, hopefully, um, you know, they work out um, what they need to work out. Because when it gets to that point when somebody record you, they wanted to expose you because it's something that's deeper going on that y'all haven't really, you know, got over. I mean, if you take the celebrity out of it, don't we do the same shit? Like... When our mamas, we just don't post it because we still live with them, bitch. bitch. They'll fucking take that chocolate and pop the fuck out. So you want to record me, huh, bitch, and put me on social media? So you want... Bitch, I don't even... They brought a little precious out of me. Let me do some shit like that. She'll come to my fucking house and be like, bitch. Bitch, they would have got a a, a precious moment. Yeah. (laughs) If you ever... What she said, you want to stand up there like your girl, motherfucking woman, real motherfucking woman. <laughs> oh man, oh, that was girl. hilarious. This is but, a fucking um, messy ass show. It bitch. is. It with the T M Z. But um, Rich the Kid then got arrested for gun possession at LAX. I don't even know why we talking about him, cause uh. Good for him, but go ahead. <laughs> so, as of 6:33 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, Rich has been released from custody after being booked for carrying a loaded firearm in public. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ, Rich the Kids was arrested for possession of a concealed weapon at LAX. Law enforcement told TMZ. They're told the rapper was going through security at the airport Monday afternoon when a loaded firearm was discovered in his carry-on luggage. Um, He was busted shortly after 1 p.m. Pacific time, but it's unclear if cops have uh, prosecuted, that's it, preceded him yet. So, the LAX... um, Arrest comes off the heels of a pretty rough 2020 that saw Rich get sued a few times by a management company, a jewelry store, and Fashion Nova. Damn, what he got sued by Fashion Nova for? The year before, (laughs) the year before wasn't much better. 
um, when he was the apparent target of a shooting attack at a West Hollywood studio and in 2018, he was badly injured in a home invasion. So, I mean, do need to get it together if all of this bad stuff going on. My thing is, why would you even have a loaded firearm and you know you can't bring that stuff on no damn plane? Right. So why would you do that? But no, why, why, why they don't never like to follow the instructions of what these people exactly. got set in place? Do y'all know in Florida, a white man came up in there with a, a fucking firearm and shot all them motherfucking people? And like, I think that was 2015, 26, one of them. Like, that's why these people take precautions because of that. Why y'all just can't? If y'all gonna bring y'all weapons, why don't follow the protocols of bringing y'all weapons? Put them in a lockbox. Put your lockbox in your case. Let that be in. Have your papers. Don't be just walking around with loaded guns thinking you're going to fucking get, get in there. If that's the case, have security detail. If that's the case, why you carrying it? Right. Let your security. But, like, they always talk about 6 9 having security. But it's obvious y'all need to just go ahead and play with the hell y'all supposed to be doing because it's going to hurt you in the long run. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, um... Rich, oh, we just <laughs> Cheryl oh, Underwood oh. speaks out this following her easy. exchange with Cheryl. I'm Nakedra Wallace. <laughs> Today, Cheryl Underwood speaks out on a following her exchange with Sharon Underwood. I mean, Sharon Osborne. <laughs> And this is coming from the messy shade. Big lit. Big lit. But go ahead, Dijon. So, um, comedian and co-host of the talk, Cheryl Underwood has broken her silence and spoke out about her tits. Um, conversation with Sharon Osborne earlier this week on the show. The women discussed the recent actions of Pierce Morgan, and Sharon spoke out in his defense following his recent comments about Meghan Markle. Cheryl addressed the situation on Friday on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve asked her how she uh, reacted to the situation. She said, I think this is about discipline um, and being a better me. Cheryl continued explaining that people of color go through this every day, but it's, no caught, but it's not caught on camera. As the conversation continued, Cheryl said that she was receiving an outpour of support from many people. I got calls from all over the world from people that I was wondering, how did you find me? How do you know me? I was getting prayers. I was getting love. She added, and I want people to know this. I believe that God was telling me I have a plan for you. Mm -hmm. I am about to pour down a blessing upon you. I just need to know are you ready because you will face this again right. i just wanted to be a better example for people that are working just a regular old job that had to uh compose themselves many were surprised with sharon's actions even cheryl was she also told steve that she didn't think that their conversation would have turned so heated I thought we were having a conversation like we normally do, but then I got a feeling that, wait a minute, this ain't what it usually is, she explained. Black women are usually stereotyped 
as being angry when speaking out so many roommates considered Cheryl on taking the high road and keeping her composure one commented she's right because if Cheryl had done what needed to be done she uh, would have been the angry black woman she stayed calm and collected and let Sharon destroy herself it was announced on Friday that CBS released a statement and that's of official statement following the incident the statement said we are committed to a diverse inclusive and respectful workplace all matters related to the Wednesday episode of the talk we're uh, currently under investigation internal and, review yeah the, she being investigated now cause uh Holly Robinson P said bitch yeah like how you uh said I was too ghetto for the show and that's why she had ended up mm-hmm. getting replaced like ultimately this is what happens when when your when birds of a feather flock together because all this happened all of this who fl- all, pay attention to the people who is is getting upset. All this shit happened after this Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview that came out. All of this. And the fact that, um, you know, Cheryl Underwood composed herself in the best way that any human could possibly do it. And it's still kind of like... She caught it. She caught, she caught herself... She caught that, hey, you know, we're not actually, we're not having a, a talk like we normally do. Right. Like, this, oh, this, oh, you, oh, you in your feelings. Yeah, she like, you shouldn't be the one So, crying. bitch, I'm about to compose myself because my bitch, first reaction. you were going to be fucking crying, bitch. You. <laughs> now, Sharon, you fucking crying, Sharon. My that first fucking reaction. red wrist probably coming down like a motherfucker. <laughs> my first reaction. down on me. Bitch, that fucking red rinse is running. Okay, Sharon? That first reaction would be to go off on this fucking bitch. Right. It's like, bitch, I have a job to but do, I, but, and I'm a professional, right, and I'm not going to give right. her the And the fact that, that you didn't learn how to be professional, that was the same thing. Like like he was saying, like, you talking to, when, when it like the when it comes down to race, if you don't understand it by now, don't get in your don't feelings. feelings because at the end of the day, you being... In you saying you supporting your friend, but your friend is downplaying somebody mental health, right. and then now you getting checked for saying you supporting your friend and getting mad During that your International Women's Month, month and you right, and you getting heated about something. All you could have said was the reason why you chose to stand by your friend. If it's just that. But ultimately, it's your own actions that caused you to be in the position you were. So your meltdown on TV, just like your friend had a meltdown on TV. Y'all fucking Brits. Y'all be tripping when y'all come here. Y'all know who we <laughs> is, man. We, we, our fucking companies run reviews. Y'all fucking companies out there let y'all keep running and saying reckless shit. And walking and off the damn set and wa- shit. Walking off sets and shit, but we ain't playing. We, we, the communication, the generational communication between us as a whole is changing, is transforming. Now you got people getting fired for saying the N-word. Mm-hmm. Now you got people getting fired for saying, oh, you, you standing with this person and he doing this oh no you got some see what's done in the dark coming into the light and shit coming out you standing with people now that you're not your right. shit getting dished out so that fucking rinse gonna be just rinsy <laughs> bitch because bitch sharon did cheryl underwood did exactly she said what she said you heard me 
And a lot of people can't just get away with saying what they said. The last Absolutely. person that really, the last person that really said what she said and walked off the set was Whoopi Goldberg when she walked on the um walked off and Barbara Walters had her fucking apologizing. <laughs> uh uh-uh, you ain't gonna get me to apologize. Cheryl Underwood ain't gotta say a motherfucking thing. And she's going down in history as the woman that might got might got her seat, bitch. Cheryl might be the face of fucking the talk when they come back, bitch. <laughs> bitch, right. Cheryl Underwood about to uh Cheryl about to give a, get that her and that rinse. Her and that rinse about to go, baby. Cause Sharon Underwood about to be the the face, the owner, and the brand ambassador of the talk, bitch. How she handled that. CBS about to be the talk with Sharon Underwood with her name under it, bitch. Sharon about to get all this fucking coin, Della. You know what I mean? Yeah. I am tired. But I had an amazing show. I hope y'all do too when y'all here. I have laughed so fucking much. This, this whole, whole episode. It's it. This is what we do. It's yes. about laughter. It's and about I don't laugh. understand how y'all be missing out because because it be hilarious. It just really listen back to I be laughing like I'm and I just be thinking about just sitting here because we really be having a grand old time like and it's all peace and love. But you know what? You can follow us on Yo What's the Word on everything. And if you are a feature artist, because that feature artist slide is coming back heavier than ever. So if you want to be a part of that, hit that link in that bio, of course. And you can always send us music at Yo What's the Word. No, not Yo What's the Word. What's the Word 504 at gmail.com. And of course, you know, uh, follow me on everything at Kiss Calhoun. And without further ado, Dijon, where can we find you? Of course, you guys can follow me. You guys can follow me on Instagram at underscore D dot John. That's an N, no, no H. H. Twitter, double underscore D John. Of course, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Let's Talk with D. John. And without further ado, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Keep uh, liking us. Keep following us. Keep supporting us. Shout out to Cyburns and LL where you've been for the theme, of course. And as always, what is always about? Peace and love. You mean me. Peace.